This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host... Ross Jernstrom. Hi again, everyone. I'm Ross Jernstrom, former sportscaster at KTV Channel 7 and WWT Channel 6. My guest today is a special one, former Husker All-American and the 1972 Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Rogers. Please welcome number 20, the Jet, Johnny Rogers. Johnny, good to have you with us on the Nebraska Great Foundation podcast. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate that. Uh, they used to call me the jet, but now I'm just a prop plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're thrilled to have you this week because it's a special week. It's Nebraska-Oklahoma week. And, Johnny, I know you've done a lot of interviews, but uh, this is a special week, isn't it? It really is, Ross. It's been 50 years, and it just flew by. You know, you just can't uh, imagine how quick things uh, happen. but. It's hard to believe it's been uh, 50 years and it, at that the game has stood the test of time. And we kind of set the standards for what rivalries were, were like uh, back in the day. And, and we're coming back here again. We hope that uh, our team can make an impact and get a new day started uh, for, for our fans throughout Nebraska. Well, John Lee, let's go back to that Thanksgiving week back in 1971, 50 years ago. You know, I tell people about it, how big the game was. It was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Irresistible Oklahoma Against Immovable Nebraska. It's in Life magazine. What was the buildup like for that game 50 years ago? Well, Ross, it was huge. You know, it was building up week by week, game by game, starting from uh, the first uh, game in September. Uh, we had really edged our way in uh, to national championship the, 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 the year before because we were number three and one and two loss and we became champs. Uh, but in 71, we wanted to make a statement. And so we're going game by game and moving up closer to where we could really make that statement. But the, the, the deal that really was going to be the big deal was we really knew that the game between Oklahoma and Nebraska would be just like playing the national championship game. And so we were building our way, trying not to look past the game that we were playing, but we were anxious to get there. Just tell me about going down to Norman, traveling. I remember Bob Devaney brought his own food from Nebraska to feed you guys while you were down there. What was it like just traveling down to Norman for the game? Well, we had fun. You know, we, we didn't have a nerve type of thing. We, we were we were we were the champs. We were the national champs and we felt you had to beat the champs. And they kind of felt Greg and his crew felt that you can't come to my house and beat me. <laughs> so they figured they had an edge up on us. And I had been talking to them quite a bit. So we were coming there to make a statement and they were waiting for us. And, and they were definitely prepared. Well, you really made a statement uh, in the opening minutes of the game. Uh, Joe Wiley, uh, the Oklahoma punter, uh, set to punt, and you're back there deep in your own territory. And just kind of describe the play for us on that punt return and what happened, because I know you saw Greg Pruitt right away. Well, Hill, right off the bat, the, the punt was high. You know, Lyle says it right. It definitely was high. It was hanging up there. Uh, most people, uh, the coaches actually tell you you need to fair catch those kind of balls because 
the worst thing that could happen is that you drop the ball and fumble and they, they recover the ball with the opportunity to, to, to score going the other way. Uh, but we had a no fair catch attitude. I had a green light. And a lot of people don't realize, Ross, but I didn't really get the ball very much at all. And so it was important that I did return the punts and the kickoffs and well, along with other times I get the ball because I only got it like 10 times, 10, 12 times a, a game. And so I had to make an impression. But I had been talking to Greg and we had been touting each other. And I guess they were coaching him how, how they were going to handle it. But Greg didn't listen to the coach and got out of his lane and wanted to make a, national, a statement on national television about, you know, smashing me. And uh, he got there just a little bit uh, too, too late. Uh, he hit me. Uh, he spun me. I, I, I got away. I went to the right. Uh, I, I broke, ran into some of the, the players, his players, and that broke me back to my left. When I got to my left, the official was in the way. I had So I had to break back farther to the left. And I seen blow Joe Blaha across my face, and he turned one way and I turned the other, and I headed off for the sidelines. Well, going down the sidelines, you know, it's getting – I've done a lot of running already, and so getting a little tired there going down the sideline when I see Joe, Joe coming, and uh, I see somebody has to be on me because I'm not looking back. You never look back because you know they gain it. So uh, Joe was able to take him right off my back, and I was able to get in for the touchdown and, and make a statement, a statement and have a big play in the game, which pretty much made the difference in the score in the game. But in my mind, it really wasn't the biggest play of the game, but it was uh, the most exciting play of the game. Well, yeah, let's talk about the most important play of the game. It's that final drive. It's a long, third and long, and – Jerry Taggy rolls out and finds you for a big catch and you get the first down kind of relive that moment for us. Well, our strategy was that we were, we had a lot of plays that we gave different looks that were really the same play. So we didn't really practice a lot of plays coming into the game. Uh, our strategy was to, to give it to Jeff and to make sure we were calling whatever audible side they were weak on, we'd audible and we would carry up the middle. We'd get three, four yards and go. If he got in trouble, uh, we got in trouble, then they were going to come to me. Well, at that particular time, we got in trouble and Jerry was scrambling. And uh, if we didn't make that first down, we'd have to give the ball back up and they had plenty of time to come back and make another touch, uh, get another score of some sort. Uh, so it was very imperative that we made that, that catch. And uh, for, for the first down, and Jerry threw it to me. It was like a shoestring catch. But our rule was, and, and it always has been, if you touch it, you have to catch it. <laughs> so I was able to touch it, and I caught it. Uh, we were able to, to start Jeff back on the, the, on the trail again, getting the three yards here, four yards, three yards. We got a first down. Push it in for the score. And I think we left about a minute, a minute on the clock uh, left to go. And with the number one defense in the country, Richie, Woolley, Spider, Jacobson, uh, they, they weren't going to get, uh, uh, you know, 80 yards on, on, on the drive then. The, we, the time just ran out. Yeah, it lived up to the billing game of the century. It has stood the test of time 50 years later. At that time, it was the most watched college football game in TV history on Thanksgiving. People still talk about it today. Johnny, when you look back at it, why has that game stood the test of time? Well, Ross, because we had the ability to build up. We had the number one team in the country. Clearly, we were number one. Clearly, they were number two. 
We have the number one defense in the country. And clearly, that, that option style they have was the number one offense in the country. Uh, we had about five, six, seven All-Americans on our team, five, six, seven All-Americans on their team. And so it was evenly compared. And, and we were playing away, uh, which made it uh, a little bit tougher on us. Uh, but it made it more exciting for them because they really figured you weren't going to come in our house. They have an edge on that. I think what really helped us out a bit, though, was because we had at least 25,000 of our fans that actually showed up for the game down there, too, which uh, we didn't feel like didn't feel like that much of, a, of an advantage to them as a home game because we did have the support of, of our fans. And it was exciting, and we knew what the stakes were coming in. And, you know, we would rather slide bare ass on a razor blade than to disappoint that coach to Banny. So with, with him and Tom in the seat there and Corgan and all the fellas, you know, we were all just one big team and we had that all in attitude, whatever it takes to win. In Nebraska, winning isn't everything, Ross, but we do rate it right up there with oxygen. It's pretty darn, <laughs> it's pretty darn important, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it, it really also showed in the bowl games uh, because you went down and played uh, at the time, number two, Alabama, down there in the Orange Bowl, and that was no contest, and you had another punt return for a touchdown. So uh, just what did that Orange Bowl mean, mean to win the national championship? Well, the real big thing it meant was is that Coach DeBanny had never beat Bear Bryant. And uh, we, we really weren't going to let Bear Bryant take that national championship uh, away from us uh, and win that game with the type of team that we had. They were rated. They were undefeated. And we were undefeated as well. Uh, but they were no comparison to the type of team Oklahoma had to what they had. Uh, they, they were a pretty good team, uh, but not anything close to what Oklahoma has. So we, we, we pretty much uh, started off. Uh, I got a, a, a punt return back uh, for a touchdown, Johnny Musso. I remember when we got down there, Ross, all the signs and all the neighborhoods all around had these signs up saying, see Johnny run, see Johnny run. <laughs> and they were talking about Johnny Musso, the oh, Italian stallion. And they wanted to see Johnny run. And it was kind of intimidating because it was just everywhere. They were talking about see Johnny run. Uh, but when I ran, ran the punt return back, the 72-yarder back, our fans in the stands, which we had quite a bit of people there too, they started chanting in the fans, in the stands, see Johnny run. See Johnny. <laughs> oh, that's After a great that, that, that tore a hole in them, Ross. They couldn't handle it. Really, from there on, we kind of had our way. Um, we just took over, and the fan base really made a di difference in that statement. And you could hear our fans were far far more prominent than theirs, and they had reason to be because I think it was thirty six to six or something like that. Yeah, uh, we really pretty much had our way. Well, I'll tell you what: uh, when you look back at that game and just that team, that nineteen seventy one team, when they take a poll of the greatest teams of all time, that nineteen seventy one Nebraska football team is either first or in the top five. Why do you think? that team stands out as one of the greatest football teams of all time in the history of college football? Well, I think basically because the team that Oklahoma has stands out as one of the greatest football team that seems of all time. And we were able to beat them away, uh, not at home, but actually away. 
And like I said, we were able to set the standard for what rivalries were really all about. And, we, you know, we really made a statement in that. It was really, like you said, the most watched college football game of all time, pretty much. We had, you know, and it, it, it was just so electric starting off. And we set the standard to have the uh, our first national championship, uh, uh, second national championship uh, there. And it just was a... They were such a great team for us to be able to win and to have a guy like Richie Glover to make 22 unassisted tackles in a game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just so many different things that happened. Greg, you know, we, we held Greg Pruitt, which which you never could do. He's got the hello goodbye all over him. Uh, uh, Brahaney was supposed to have been really the guy who's going to the, the handle Richie Glover, didn't handle Richie Glover at all. Uh, and Willie Harper and Spider Atkins, made sure that Greg Pruitt never got to the sidelines to, to, to get out wide. We turned him back in to Greg Pruitt, uh, to, to Richie Glover every single time. But they still were making yards, still making touchdowns. And we've seen that Jack Mildred was a heck of a lot better passer than we had thought from a wishbone deal. We didn't give him enough consideration because he was connecting passes left and right and kept the, they didn't depend on that, that the option to run. They were, had the option pass, and that was almost unheard of for an option team to pass that well. Well, there are a lot of reunions. Uh, just tell me, when you get together with your teammates and sometimes with even the Oklahoma guys like Greg Pruitt, what do you guys talk about? Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you guys realize uh, how great that game was? And uh, do you reminisce or what's it like to see all those guys? Well, it's good. I have the Oklahoma guys calling me Darner every week uh, during the season, out of the season. We, we, we really keep in touch, to contact with each other. We realize what we mean to each other. I think I have probably uh, I have quite a few Oklahoma fans down in Oklahoma and they lost the football game and they appreciate the fact that they played in the greatest college football game of all time. Even though they had lost, they were there playing for it. And um, they're the second greatest team of all time, especially in our mind. And it was just a big deal for, for young men uh, to be able to make that kind of an impact on a sport and to last for 50 years where we're, we're, we're living and gotten old and some of us have died, but the legacies that we set still go on uh, because of the type of coaches that we had, the type of trainers that we had, the type of players that we had, and the fan following that we carried over to Oklahoma. Uh, and we never went to a football game where we didn't have at least 25,000 of our fans following us. Uh, it just it just was a legendary time. And Coach Devaney came along and really made an impact on not just Nebraska football, but in the game of football, college football to this day has stands a mark for Coach Devaney for how he operated his coaching staff. Uh, and Tom Osborne came up right behind him and set a pattern uh, as a mentor. Zvani was his mentor, and he came along, and we won two national championships, and Tom comes along and runs three, wins three. Well, the game is this Saturday at 11 o'clock. It's going to be televised on Fox Television. Uh, they're going to be a big buildup on ESPN game day about the 71 game. Tell me where you're going to be on Saturday. I'm going to be in Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm on my way uh, Friday to the game in Oklahoma. Uh, we're take, taking a flying down and to watch the game and then fly back on, on Saturday. And we'll be sitting there with a bunch of our former players and uh, a lot of our alumni. 
Yeah. Is there a big reunion that you're going to have uh, with the Oklahoma players and Nebraska players? What's the plan? Yes, uh, we have a reunion. I haven't went over it all. I, I'm definitely Joe Washington has a cigar bar down there. We're definitely going to. We have a couple other things that the Huskers have, have planned, but uh, most of my time will probably be spent with uh, the Oklahoma players. Okay. And uh, will we see you on TV on Saturday? I think I will be on TV on Saturday. At some point in time, they will probably introduce us on the field. It's a, it's a big day for, for, for both programs. Uh, Oklahoma has really stood the test of time, too. They were a prominent team uh, back in the, in the 70s, and they're still prominent really today. It would mean volumes to our program if we're able to create an upset this weekend. Johnny, before I let you go, I just want to send out a message uh, to all our listeners and viewers. You're listening to the Nebraska Greats, a podcast produced by the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves collegiate athletes facing a medical need and a financial challenge. Learn more or give generously at www.anygreats.com. Dot org. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us on the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. You're one of the Nebraska Greats. Uh, it's been fun talking to you and reminiscing about that game 50 years ago. Thank you, uh, Ross. We really appreciate it. Remember, every day's game day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. You have a great time down there in Norman, and we'll be looking for you on Saturday, Johnny. Thanks All so right. much. Go Big Red. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.